This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik. I wanted to call it the Jeselnik Inquisition, but the network thought that would be too smart for their audience, and hey, it was tough to argue. My guest tonight is the incomparable Kristen Shaw. Hello. You're supposed to be nodding. <gasps> Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Do you remember where we met? Was it New York or was it the Aspen Comedy Festival? My first memory of you was New York City. We were filming our half-hour Comedy Central specials. It was you, me, and John Mulaney, and you were nice. I was? Okay, so you've got a foggy memory. <laughs> we did meet at the Aspen Comedy Festival. That was before the half-hour, where you won Best Alternative Comedian. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, I guess I was so busy winning that I don't really remember you. Yeah, yeah, you won Best Alternative Comedian, which I think was an award they invented that year for me. Just to piss me off. I think they just invented it because I blew everyone's minds so much. Because of how alternative you were? Yeah. Alternative is going to come back just like Nirvana. Was it Nirvana alternative? I got some bad news for you about Nirvana. <laughs> Kurt Cobain is dead. But you could have a, a Nirvana. heart attack, I think. Oh, was it a heart attack mm -hmm. to his guts? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think that if I had won Best Alternative Comedian that year instead of you, that I would be a guest on your show? I'm wondering what you think is alternative about your comedy. In that it's just different? In that it just follows a typical stand-up format and you never play with the rules of comedy or stand-up. I think I'm like on the, on, the, on the verge of alternative, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like if alternative was a high school, yeah. I'd still be alternative, but I'm one of the jocks in the alternative high school. You know what I mean? Whereas you'd be like playing a clarinet. Yeah. Um, all right. But did you, I was trying to remember again if you won mm. at the Aspen Comedy Festival. No, I didn't. I'm going to move on for the sake of ratings. Um, yes. Kristen, your Twitter bio says comedian, actress, writer. Why that order? Well, I guess because when I started that Twitter account, I was doing comedy the most, stand-up. Because um, I think I started it in 2009. But what I really wanted to be was an actress. And I was doing just a little bit of that. And then I just added writer. Yeah, just to like <laughs> just throw people off? Makes you seem smarter. Have you ever I written have anything? I a published book, yes. You do? I wrote it with my husband, Rich Blomquist, and it's called The Sexy Book of Sexy Sex, and it is out of print, and they will not be making more copies. Uh, I would love to read it. Next question, mm. Kristen. Fill in the blank. IMDB says your trademark is playing sweet-natured but blank characters. Ooh. I would say sweet-natured, but with an unexpected storm on the horizon. You changed the whole sentence uh, just to make us believe you don't read your own IMDb. Unstable. I was going oh, wait, for no, sweet-natured, but unstable characters. It does? Mm-hmm. And you failed. I don't 
don't think I failed. I think I said the same thing. Un unstable? You think a storm is stable? I asked you to parallel park, and you got out of the car and ran away. No, you asked me to parallel park, and I let my Tesla do it for me. <laughs> I stand corrected. I have a question for you. Please. <laughs> when you write your comedy jokes, mm -hmm. they're so good. Mm -hmm. Do you think of the twist before you write it? Or do you think of the premise first and then just like scramble your brain for the twist? The latter. I think of the premise and I think how many different ways it can go and then what's like the meanest, most unexpected, yet still makes sense way. Yeah. Yeah. You're great. Thank you. You're welcome. One of the best alternative comedians of all time. There's no just what nothing the year, alternative about what you do. <laughs> I think if I didn't exist, if I hadn't been born, yeah. alternative comedy would not be a thing. <laughs> I just, you can have alternative comedy. Thank you. But it doesn't belong to you. I would like the award. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Now, Kristen, yeah. we're gonna do a little agree or disagree. I'm gonna share with you some statements about comedy. You're gonna tell me whether you agree or disagree. Okay. All right? Two comedy geniuses hashing it out. <laughs> agree or disagree, comedy is 100% about surprise. Disagree. Disagree? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. I feel like a punchline is a surprise that yes. makes you laugh. Yes, you all, of you your, all of your comedy is a surprise. That's, mm -hmm. that's why you got your own show. But I think there's sometimes where comedy could be about the commitment. And maybe it's surprising that they are so committed, but sometimes it isn't. For example, when you're watching like Chris Farley, you know, talk about being down by I the river. I got bad news about Chris Farley. Oh, don't you say it. Yeah, he shot himself. <laughs> well, before that, it wasn't a surprise that he would fully commit to, to the dance of the Chippendales or whatever, but the fact that he was so in it was funny. I still disagree with you, but I'm gonna you move on. You think it's still a surprise? Commitment it's is a surprise. It's a surprise that his physicality is a surprise. The fact that he would take his shirt off is a surprise. Yeah, you know, you don't see yeah. that sort of thing. So all of comedy is a surprise? I think laughter comes from surprise. But it has to be a good surprise. No, none of my jokes a are good surprises. A bad surprise, a bad surprise is not funny. Just saying, cake, go on. It sounds like you're disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing. No, I'm just like, I'm like, you can't just solve comedy in one sentence. Like, you can't just crack open comedy for everybody to do. Brevity is wit. Is that? <laughs> Agree or disagree? You learn more from bombing than you do from killing. Disagree. You do? Mm-hmm. I feel like if, when I bomb, I'm like, I gotta go home and keep working and get this together. If I kill, I'm like, I know comedy, I am comedy and I go out and I get, I get drunk. Yeah, I mean, every situation is different. Like, sometimes when I bomb, I think that, uh, that everything about what I did was wrong, and then I never do it again. And sometimes when I kill, I think that the joke is just so perfect that I don't work on it, and then when I do it again, it bombs. Do you ever kill the first time and oh, then yeah. bomb immediately after? I'm always fascinated by that. It's like the excitement you have when you tell that joke for the first yes. time, it like infects the audience. And you think like, oh, this joke is great. And when you tell it again, it's just like diminishing returns and you can never get it back. Never. Like, have you ever tried out jokes with like a piece of paper, just reading them and then crossing them off if they work or not? No. When you do that, the audience loves it. 
they laugh at the good jokes, they laugh at the bad ones because you cross them out, and then you go to like the comedy store or the comedy cellar or somewhere, and you tell the jokes for real, and they don't get nearly the reaction they get if the audience knows you're just trying them out. What do you do to try to keep them fresh again? I don't. Once they're great, I'm like, this is a great joke, I'm excited to tell it. Like, if oh. I have one new joke in my act, it refreshes the entire hour, because I'm just so happy about that one joke. Kristen? Yes? Agree or disagree, <laughs> it's engaging and cool to use visual aids during a stand-up set. Agree! Mm-hmm. What do you think I think about that? I think that you think that your visual aids are the images that you paint in the audience's minds. <laughs> If someone walked in here right now and said we looked like we were having fun, I think I'd have to agree. We'll be right back. It's Good Talk. Welcome back to Good Talk with Anthony Jeselnik, the only talk show where I get to swing it all around like the big dog. I'm here with Kristen Shaw. Who's the big dog? I'm the big dog. Oh, but you were comparing yourself to the big dog. Like Who the big it? dog. It's me. In this scenario, it's me. Oh, you're like the top dog, the I'm, big dog. I'm the big dog. I mean, there's multiple big dogs, but I'm the only one who's swinging it all around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ow, ow. <laughs> That's you swinging. Cool. Mm -hmm. ruff, ruff, ruff. Very cool. <laughs> you were on John Oliver's New York stand-up show. Who was the host? Where did it take place? And what kind of performance did you do? It was John Oliver was the host. Mm -hmm. And one season, I did my mattress monologue where I pretended to be a mattress. <laughs> oh, God, those were the days. And one season, I brought my parents on stage as props. And where did it take place? New York. Thank you. You should have just been like John Oliver, New York, stand up. Well, then I kind of got into, like, what was I doing on that show? I think a lot of people thought that when they were watching it. Yeah, again. <laughs> you know what? I'll say this, though. Please. They were weird performances, but there's still one or two people out there that remember them, even from, like, 12 years ago, who occasionally will be like, hey, I remember the mattress bit. And isn't that and the point of being on television, for one or two people to get it? <laughs> You have a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a fact. I do? You have a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. What does it sound like when you talk to her in a baby voice? Oh, I will not do that. No? You just talk normal voice? You don't want to be condescending to your baby? I actually don't know how to talk to babies in general. Like, when I first had her, when she came out of me, it was just the strangest thing, because I was like, "Are you? what do you want? What's going on? And then my mom came to visit, and she talked to the baby like you're supposed to, which is just like gentle, sweet tones. Like, oh, what do you, do you like that? You know, like, and I tried to mimic her after she visited. But I, it did not come innately for me to talk to a baby. So you got pregnant, had nine months, where you did no research whatsoever. On how to talk to an infant? Have you seen a movie no. or a TV show where someone talks to a baby? I see it. I see my friends being like, bub, 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 but I can't, like, that's like not in me at all. You saved that for the stage. Oof, how dare you. <laughs> you walked right into it. What am I gonna do? Kristen, you grew up on a farm. Yeah. What was that like? It was, it was Who cares? Ah! What was that? That was the Who Cares stamp. 
Oh. When we ask a question that no one would ever care <laughs> so about the answer. Thank I know. you. So this could happen at any time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. But now that I have you feeling safe and warm and totally off guard, yeah. let's bring a bowl into this china shop. Okay, a bowl? Your a bowl. accent is so thick. <laughs> what would you call my accent? Philadelphian? Nope. Pittsburghian? I'm from there, but that's not the accent. It's just the way I talk. Oh, assholean. You don't see me... You don't see me making fun of the way you talk. <laughs> you did. A lot. <laughs> we all heard it. That's why I had you on. <laughs> Kristen, you Hey, are... you wish you talked like this. You were in an episode of Law & Order SVU. Mm -hmm. It was about the murder and sodomy of a local fraternity pledge master. Yep. who had a pornographic website featuring college girls. Was that fun? Yeah. <laughs> what did you play? A cremator. A cremator? Yes. You were, were you like on the stand, like giving judgment? You were like, you were someone who cremated people. I was showing Christopher Maloney the box where the paddle was in that was used for the assault. Okay, so that was fun. Yeah. I thought you would have been like the one doing the sodomizer. No. Maybe next year. If a comedy club named a food item after you, what would it be? I guess I would be the Kristen Shaw cheese sticks. Just the cheese sticks, but named Kristen Shaw. Have you ever, do you ever eat the cheese sticks at a comedy club? Yeah. The, the mozzarella sticks? Yeah. yeah. I know what cheese sticks are. <laughs> we don't need to further describe them. You would just be the cheese sticks. It wouldn't be anything special. You wouldn't have, like, some weird dipping sauce. It would just be cheese sticks. I don't think you need a dipping sauce if they're mine. Really? You want to eat them dry? <laughs> yeah. Like these remind me of Kristen Shaw. I'm going to eat them without the marinara. Let me just say this. You don't need marinara for cheese. Cheese is good as is. And then it's fried. Like if you need something on top of that, you got to really look inside your soul. OK, we don't, we don't have time for that. We'll be right back. But first, take a look at this. This is good talk. Here's the thing that girls love to say after sex. It always kills me. Maybe guys say it too. I don't know. I don't fuck guys. I don't know. I don't even know if I like vaginas. All I know is that I don't like penises more. I'm not homophobic, but I am a little uncomfortable with the gay fitting room attendant. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. It's okay if you're gay. I'm not. I'm not gay. I don't care if people are gay. It doesn't bother me. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. But even if I was, I'm not that gay. So get your hand out of my pants. <laughs> Clearly, the height of comedy. Yeah. We're back with Good Talk. Anthony Jeselnik is the host. Kristen Schaal is the guest. You did an hour special on Comedy Central in 2013. Let's take a look. Seems like that went great. And that's about halfway through the special. Yeah. I thought my favorite part, I mean, when you're throwing things around, I thought, like, yeah, I get this. When you took the knife to the couch cushion, that, as if you were looking for drugs, that, uh, that really set me over the edge. That was one of my favorite parts of the special. And you said, afterwards doing press, that it was your goal to do, like, a live bomb on stage. Did you think of that concept before or after the taping? <laughs> 
Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> I thought of it before. Yeah? I thought it was great. Like, in the, when the special opens, it opens with you turning to the camera and saying, I think this is going to be my last time doing stand-up, and then it freeze frames, and that just, that absolutely killed me. Thank you. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I was, I was uh, the one. I think so. I actually think you were the one. Mm -hmm. I think we can both agree that if you're a real comedian, then that means you can describe the plot of you, me, and Dupree in under 60 seconds. Can you do it? Yeah, this is about uh, the threesome that got that got really raunchy when someone had to poop. And then I was like, who pooped? It could have been, well, it's either 20 two. 20 seconds left. Two of them pooped. Like, everyone had a different point of view about who pooped during the threesome. You got five seconds and left. And we all, and then it was Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was you, me, you, me, and Dupree. Great job, Kristen. Most Thanks. people couldn't get that. Now, Kristen, you're doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see how you handle this. Okay. I'm going to play you a grunt. You tell me if it's a grunt from Tim Allen on Home Improvement or an imposter grunt making fun of Tim Allen on Home Improvement. Are you ready? Yep. Let's hear grunt number one. <laughs> Is that Tim Allen? Someone else. Do I get to compare it with the next grunt? Mm -mm. You got to go grunt by grunt. Well, that's somebody else. That's Tim Allen. What? That's Tim Allen. <laughs> Want to play it again? <laughs> that's in the credits, Kristen. Oh, my. Do you know you're Tim Allen or not? Well, I mean, I watched Tool Time every night as a child. Tool Time? Home Improvement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's hear grunt number two. Which was also watching Tool Time. <laughs> This is grunt number two. That's real. Real what? Real Tim Allen. That's a real Tim Allen. Classic grunt, it's yeah. been called. Let's hear grunt number three. Was that Tim Allen or an imposter? An imposter. That was a gorilla. Okay. <laughs> it was a gorilla making fun of Tim Allen. Tim Allen knows sign language, and he would go to zoos around the world and talk to them, and uh, that's how they repaid him. With a grunt of appreciation. In the beginning, and then it turns into mockery. Why? Satire. Hmm. Let's hear grunt number four. <laughs> I think that's Tim Allen. Oh. That's Roger Federer <laughs> making fun of Tim Allen. Oh, Roger. Yep. <laughs> Here's a bonus grunt. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to ask you if it's Tim Allen or not, and then can you tell me what emotion they're trying to convey with the grunt? Okay. Ready? Let's hear number five. Oh. That's Tim Allen. It's Tim Allen. He's satisfied with what his wife has suggested. In a way, that's a lustful grunt. That's like yeah, a sexy time grunt. That's what I was saying. Yes, but in a too clean a version. Ch I'm challenging you on what's clean. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back, but don't you dare go anywhere. This is one D block you won't want to miss. D block! Good talk. Sorry. Sorry, that's your outro. Yeah. I yelled right over it. That was great. That's the most professional you've been this whole interview. <laughs> And we're back with Kristen Shaw to wrap things up with some of that make God laugh. Huh. Now, Kristen, 
If you could take any dead comedian, bring them back from the dead, make them perform for you once, and have them go back to being dead, who would it be? Probably Andy Kaufman. The great Andy Kaufman. Why did you like him so much? Well, because he does push the comedy envelope forward. I think everything he was doing during his career was ahead of its time. He was doing reality television before there was even reality television. He was pulling pranks before Howie Mandel was. Like, he was really pushing the envelope. And he was surreal and absurd and, for the most part, full of joy, although he did go down some dark paths with certain characters, too. Like, he really just played the gambit of, of um, I would say, alternative comedy. Would you say he's <laughs> your biggest influence? Absolutely, he's my biggest. I think of all the people where you can, like, obviously tell that their biggest influence was Andy Kaufman, you've been the most successful. It's almost like a path down, like, a wrong lane if you try to be like him because he was so brilliant. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kristen, for being here. You've been spectacularly bizarre, and dare I say it, a delight. <gasps> you dare! I dare. Well, it's a pleasure. You can check out oh. Kristen in her new movie, My Spot, starring alongside David Batista. Until next time, good talk. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.